Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Live Faithfully podcast. My name is Julia, or Kingdom Warren, for those of you who follow me on my social platforms. I am on Patreon as Live Faithfully, and then I have a blog website, KingdomRN.com, and then Instagram, Live underscore Faithfully blog. How are you all doing today? How's how's life? <laughs> What's going on? Um, I'd love to hear your feedback about these podcasts. Um, you can go ahead and leave your comments. I'd love to just know what do you guys uh, want to hear more of, or maybe some stories in the Bible that you want to to go over, or things like that. I I really love um, Bible studies, and I love when you know we have more interaction in that way. Well, today. As the title says, we're going to be talking about first things first, first things first, first things first. And today we will be reading Matthew 14, 14, 25 through 33. This is one of my favorite stories, um, mainly just because it just shows the humanity of humans and just our our weaknesses, but the way that Jesus take our weaknesses and shows it to us in a very loving way to help us become stronger. So first things first, I'm going to jump into prayer and then we will get started. Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much for bringing um, people into this podcast. I just thank you so much for just your love and your grace and your mercy that is poured over us, God. Uh, We just thank you so much for who you are God, we thank you for just the ways that you have been our provider, the ways that you have been our miracle worker, the ways that you have been everything to us and for us, Father God. I just ask that you would just come into this space, Father God. You are invited. You are welcome into this space. I ask that you just say what you want to say to your people. And Holy Spirit, I ask that you would just lead my tongue and that we would just take time to hear from you and flow in the gifts that you have given us. I just ask that you would just continue to lead us and guide us in our everyday lives and the things that we are struggling with or Lord, just the ways that we are trying to to you know do something a God way in our own human way, Father God, instead of stepping back and saying, you know what God, this is you, this is your plan, so it is your way. You do it how you want to do it, Father God, and that we would just take a step back and just give you our worries, give you our cares, and let you do what you do best, just the exceedingly, the abundantly, Father God. I give you all the glory and all the honor. Thank you for who you called us to be, and thank you for bringing us together today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen. So, like I said, we will be reading... Matthew 14, and today I'm going to be reading out of the NIV, NKJV version. All right, starting in verse 22. Immediately, Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he sent the multitudes away. Quick pause. This is, he had just got done sending the disciples out. And they were able to cast out demons in his name. And they were super excited. Jesus was telling them, like, go, don't take anything with you, and then come back. So they had just got back from their journey, and they were super excited. However, they were extremely tired. So a multitude had come to hear Jesus speak again. And they're like, 
Jesus, what are we going to do? So this is when the second miracle of feeding happened. And at this point, the disciples, Jesus knew they're, they're tired. They're exhausted. So he sent them before him away. All right. Verse 23. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. Now, when evening came, he was alone there, but the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary. Now, in the, first, in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a ghost! And they cried out for fear. But immediately, Jesus spoke to them, saying, Be of good cheer! It is I! Do not be afraid! And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. So he said, come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. I feel like in this, in verse 29, that come, I feel like Jesus may have been like a little shocked, like, okay, come, come on, come on. Sorry, that's just like my my side note there. Uh, verse 30. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid and beginning to sink. He cried out saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. Then those who were in the boat came and worshiped him saying, Truly, you are the son of god truly you are the son of god all right so i want to point out a couple things out of these verses especially verse 22 27 and verse 31 they these all have something in common and it is immediately immediately so we think in our time bound mind <clears throat> time bound excuse me time bound minds we always think Jesus is just sitting there crossing his arms waiting so what you may feel like is Jesus taking forever on something or Jesus is is taking his time a lot of the time Jesus wants Jesus is running to us Jesus wants us to be healed Jesus wants us to be whole Jesus wants us to have the things that we need he he wants to comfort us so I love that these um, verses say immediately immediately he stretched out his hand and immediately <clears throat> excuse me and immediately he spoke to them and immediately immediately he made his disciples go because Jesus knows us. Jesus knows when we're tired and what we need when we're tired. Jesus knows us and Jesus loves us so much that he will immediately come to us. He will immediately cause us to rest and immediately come to our aid. But because we are so wrapped up in time, like we have to remember God is timeless. So uh, what what does it say? A thousand years on earth is like a day in heaven. Like we have to remember, like it is not God just dragging his feet, but God is actually in control. God is working. So first things first, I love the fact that Peter just was, just looked up and was like, 
Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you. So first of all, Peter is like, God, if it's you, the one that I trust, the one that I love, the one that is calling me out, you, you tell me to come. You confirm to me that it is you and tell me to come. First, Jesus, first, Peter had trust. Peter trusted Jesus. Peter, Peter knew the voice of Jesus. Peter was ready to see a miracle happen in his life. Peter was, was ready. He was, he was geared on hearing the voice of God and going to him. And of course, Jesus said, come. Jesus said, come all, come. Come little children, come be imitators of me. Come, come to me. I am here for you. I am, I am, I am ready. I'm waiting as a father waited for the prodigal son. Like I am, I am waiting for you. Come, come, come this way. Come to where I'm calling you. Come to the, this, this life and life more abundantly that I've come to give. And it is so beautiful. And these verses are so compact, but it's like, first, you want to trust God for sure. First, trust God. And then you want to know his voice, know his voice. Because if you, there's a lot of things that are calling you to come. I think you could all agree with that. You know, there's a lot of distractions. There's a lot of things pulling you left and right. And the Lord is just saying, come. But if you're so distracted by all the other things that want your attention or telling you to come and all the other dreams and destinies that the Lord did not call you to, you can be misled. So it's so important to trust and to know the voice of God, the voice of the Lord that is calling you out into the waters, calling you out into the unknown. Because believe me, you don't want to be out in the unknown without the Lord. And I'm sure you can also agree with that. I, I can raise my hand on that part. I've been out in the unknown in places that the Lord definitely did not call me. And I realized very quickly, hmm, this storm is getting worse and I can't even see my way. Like, I don't even know what called me at this point. And thank the Lord. He's so good and he's so gracious that I was always able to turn around, come back to him and say, forgive me, Lord. I, I, you know, I searched after this one thing that was not you, and he always welcomed me back in open arms. And I pray that everyone else will have a testimony like that or has a testimony where we've all made mistakes and we were just able to come back to the Lord and feel loved and feel secure and not feel judged, guilt, or shame in messing up and being human. So Peter is out in this water. And of course, the wind is boisterous. It is wild. There's a storm. It's shaking you back and forth. And he's trying to concentrate on Jesus. He's trying to look forward. He's like, God, I trust you, God. You're a little blurry right now, but I but I know that I heard your voice. I know it. And then the wind and the waves start happening. He's like getting a little shaky. He's getting a little scared. You know, the the wind is kind of slapping his back with water. He's, you know, he got water on his face. He's like, okay. All right, he's like walking and trying to trud forward. And he just becomes afraid. He just becomes afraid. But the important thing right here to notice, he becomes afraid, but he cries out to the Lord, save me. Lord, save me. Honestly, Peter could have just been like, "Ah, I'm I'm sinking, I'm sinking, help me, someone. He could have said that. (laughs) 
he could have grabbed anyone's hand. He could have, I imagine he wasn't too, too far from the boat, <laughs> but I just imagine he, he could have asked anyone to save him. And, and of course, you know, it's the Bible. So of course we're going to call out to the Lord, but there's been plenty of examples of people not calling out to the Lord or people searching for other things for help not from God. So it's important that when you do feel like you're shaky, when you do feel like, God, I've actually stepped out here and I know your voice and I know you called me and I know this is the direction that I'm supposed to take. But God, I feel like I'm sinking. God, I feel like these insecurities are coming up again. Father God, I I feel like an imposter. I feel I feel like I'm not supposed to be here. I feel inadequate. Lord, I, I need you, Lord, save me. And Lord's like Hey, I'm still here. I have not left. I am still in front of you. Like, I'm still right here with you. So, honestly, the third thing is we're going to fail, but cry out to the Lord. You can trust him and know his voice and just know we are not perfect and no one has arrived. You will have moments of storms. It's just you don't want to give up. You do not want to give up. It's just so important that when you are in a storm, when you do feel rocky, you do feel like, God, I know you called me to this, but I just feel like I, I, I'm I, not supposed to be here, right? Or this is just a struggle for me. Just know that God called you and turn to him. Turn to him because he is going to be the one that is going to lead you through. He the, He's the one who called you out there and he... We all know that he would not call you that far for you to just to be left alone. He's like, oh, well, I called you, but you didn't make it. Like, thank God that is not our Lord Jesus Christ. When he calls us out into the deep, he calls us with his mighty right hand holding us up. And he commands angels to hold us up, as is written in Psalms 91. Like, he is our mighty fortress. Like, it is so important to know that we are not alone. Like, we are never alone in these situations and though it may feel like no one understands and like you have been called to this huge thing that you never thought you could and where is everyone you don't need everyone you need jesus because he's the one to put the call on your life so he's going to be the author and finisher of your faith he's going to be the perfecter of this goal of this dream that he has placed on our lives and he is the one who is going to get us to the goal So when you're trusting him and hearing his voice, and when you mess up, know that you can call on the Lord. And though he gave him a small rebuke, like, oh, you have little faith, why did you doubt? It is important to know that even in that statement, that's a very loving statement. God just could have been like, why did you even step out the boat if you weren't even going to trust me? But he's just like, oh, you have little faith. Like, this is something that I'm pointing out to you. Like, I I came to you. And he immediately, I want to go back to verse 31 really quickly, the beginning. That, and say that Jesus immediately stretched out his hand and caught him. He didn't wait. He didn't be like, Peter, Peter, stand up. Like, he immediately stretched out his hand and grabbed him. And I think a lot of us need to remember that. Like, we're not falling by ourselves. And we're not just, Jesus isn't going to just let us, like, hit our knees and hit our face and just look down and say, wow, you fell. Like, what are you going to do now? 
But no, Jesus immediately reaches out his hand for us to grab it, for us to be pulled up, for us to know that he truly is our present help in time of trouble. So him saying, oh, you of little faith is just pointing out something to Peter, pointing out something to us all when we get into this this space of just despair or fear that God, that God is saying that I am the God of the universe. You knew it was me calling you. You knew, you know, you can trust me. Where, where is the breach in your faith? Why, why did you doubt? What is it that you feel like I can't do? Or where do you need to, you know, think about and pray about being strengthened? Um, And I dealt with this recently as well. It's like when God is calling you to do something and it can be something in, say, say something that we're doing right now, starting a podcast. It could, it could be something like that. And all of a sudden, you start wondering about what other people are going to say. So it really kind of shakes up your foundation because you're wondering, well, will people like it? And, well, um, well, how, how do I do that? And where's the money going to come from? And all these things. And it can cause doubt to arise. Like God just said, come. And we're like, okay, but. And God's not concerned about our buts. He's concerned about our, our yeses, our okays, our our yes, Lord. It's our responses to come. But when we start letting all these other outside factors come in, and of course, you know, the devil is waiting. He's waiting to trip us up. He's waiting to throw a wrench. He's waiting to bring someone back from our past. He's waiting to use someone to speak into your life and say that you can't do something or hearken on an insecurity that he knows you have. Like He's waiting to strip you up. However, God is like, like you of little faith, you need to know that I am God. Like, like you can trust me, son. You can trust me, daughter. I am here for you. I am for you. And I am with you because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. And if I am for you, who can be against you? And that is so important for for us to say to ourselves, for us to remind ourselves who we are in Christ and who Christ is for us and who Christ is in us. Like we are his his workmanship. We are we are, we are his favorite. We are the love of his life, the apple of his eye. Like we are someone of importance. We are people of importance. We are children. We are kings and queens in the kingdom of God. So just know if it's if it's an outside source, just know like Jesus, I give you this. I I trust you. I trust that you have every plan and every detail perfected. I don't have to worry about where this is going to come from, where that's going to come from. You are not a God of haste, but you are a God of perfect timing, perfect timing. And what doesn't feel like immediately to us, it's immediately, believe me. And last but not least, fourthly, first things first, fourth, you want to worship him. In in verse 33, it says, Then those who were in the boat came and worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. Worship him, brothers and sisters. Worship the God of your Father and Lord Jesus Christ. He deserves it because even if you are in it and you don't know the plans he has for you, he does. And if you don't know what what he called you and said in your mother's womb, he knows. 
So you can just always know that you can praise him in advance. You can trust him in advance. You can give him the glory in advance. And you can give him the glory now because he is the same God yesterday, today, and forever. He is the same God, which means the God of your future is the God of your present. So he is not going to be in lack anytime soon, no matter what the world is going through or what the world says or what the world says we're in shortage of or all these things. God is going to provide for you. He is going to provide for his people. He is going to be our our savior, our crutch. He is going to be our our mighty fortress that we can lean on. He will protect us under his mighty wings. So you can rest assured and you can say, God, I thank you. I thank you for waking me up this morning. I thank you for the blessings that I have received and the ones I'm going to receive. I thank you for the miracles that follow me every day of my life. Lord, I thank you that you are just almighty. You are bigger than my problems. You are the Alpha and Omega. You're huge. And my problems seem so small when I just give them to you and know that the God of the universe is on my side. The God who created it all can and will help me in this small problem. The issue is when we start thinking that these problems are bigger than God, but we need to remind ourselves how big our God is, how awesome he is, and who he is. So I just wanted to come and bring some encouragement to you all today because I feel this in my spirit. I can go on for for an hour just talking about the goodness of God, the the bigness of God, if you will, just how big he is in this season. And even though the world is saying all these other things are bigger, all these other things are more important, God's like, no, I am who I say I am. And I am bigger than whatever happens because I know how this book ends. And I know that we all win. So I just ask, I just pray for you all. And I just pray and ask the Lord that he would just bless you and just show you just how big he is today, that he would just do something big for you and shower you with his blessings. I just thank the Lord for your lives and bringing you here. I pray that you were blessed today and I pray that you have a beautiful week. Thank you so much for joining me. Bye-bye.